Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people, loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. It, it really is good to be back with you. However much fun vacation is. Uh, well, it, I don't know, is it a vacation for me or is it a vacation for you, like being away from me? I don't, I don't know, is that, is that how it works? No. However much fun vacation is, it is good to be back with, with the body of Christ. Um, and uh, and I, I want to say thank you uh, verbally to um, to Lieutenant Colonel uh, Burris. I know he was here a couple weeks ago, and, and Noah was here last week. And, and uh, I'm very grateful for them to step in and, and bring the word and the message. Um, so as about two two to two and a half miles into one of our hikes in Glacier my wife's voice burst through the silence of the trail and I heard her say how's your head now if you're new to Wapaknaz or not that's a loaded question right after 12 years of marriage, she should know how my head is. It's crazy in there. A lot of thoughts. Ping pong. But uh, she actually was asking how my head was physically. Because I, I popped an aspirin right before the trailhead. Because I felt the throbbing of my head starting to happen. And after I, I didn't want my head throbbing and my knees throbbing at the same time on nine miles in. Uh, on a trail but her question how's your head not only broke through the silence of the trail but it screamed into my soul and I began to think about you and me us this this little tribe called Wapaknaz on the corner of Court and Benton Street and I thought, that is a profound question of how's your head? You know, if you're new here, we're, our mission statement is loved people, loving people to Jesus. It's, it's right there on the wall when you walk out. So when you walk out today, take a look to your left. It's right there. That's, who, that's what we're about. But we're also about discipling you and that's a Christianese term about growing your soul about growing you you growing internally connecting with God so we're about maturing your soul but we're also about equipping you and unleashing you because the kingdom of God doesn't just happen within the four walls of a place that we call a church. 
It actually happens out there because God is using you and, and working in you throughout the week and you're having conversations with people and you're looking people in the eye and you're listening to them and, and you're praying over them as you're talking. We, we want to unleash you. And so, how's your head? And I kept thinking about that question on the trail. Like, you know what? We need to answer some of these questions. And so, for the next four weeks, um, we're going to ask some very simple but deeply profound questions that don't take a long time for you to answer but actually can have a great impact in your life. About 70% of people, whether they are teenagers and kids or they're senior adults, they've been around the earth a lot longer than I have. They can't identify their emotions. They don't know how they feel. And if 70% of people can't identify their emotions, then they can't verbalize their internal world. So if you look around this room right now, there's probably about 65 of you. The math on that, 70% of you probably cannot verbalize how your internal world is. And so today, we're going to start that. We're going to call this thing a pause for a pulse. You know, how many of you right now, if you put your, your, your hands to where your pulse is, you're like, am I alive? Am I dead? I don't know. Freaking out here. You take your pulse, right? You take the the pulse, which is the flow of blood through your body. They take that when you're in the hospital and make sure you're okay. Bless you. So we're going to pause each Sunday, once a Sunday, to take our pulse. And so to do this, now there, there are two groups of people. There are digital people, and they're analog people. Phones and paper. Doesn't matter which one you are. What I would suggest is that you pull out that which you use. So if you're an analog person, that would be a writing utensil. Those things we call pens and pencils. Um, for some of you, it may be a chisel. I don't know. Okay? Um, so I would like for you to pull out a piece of paper and a pen if you have access to that. If not, we have, we have these wonderful things in our pews called connection cards. Maybe they're absent from your pew. There might be some uh, giving envelopes that you can pull out. But if you're digital, which I'm kind of like in both worlds at the same time, um, whether you have an Android or an iPod or a Apple, you have a wonderful thing called a notes app. And if you don't have that app on your phone, now's probably not the time to, to download it. Just use your text message to you. Okay, so pull out those utensils and however you want, because the whole purpose of this is so that you can 
over the course of the next month, you can just kind of look at those answers that you have put down. And it might show some patterns. It might reveal some things. And so we're going to pause for a pulse. And I'm going to walk through some of these questions and then we're really going to pause. And then you are really going to answer. That's... You know, this isn't about partic- this. This isn't about consuming. This is about participation. So, we're going to ask ourselves four key questions. Very simple questions, not difficult. How's your body? How are you physically? Is your body physically tired, worn out, bruised up, beat up? You feeling pretty good? This morning, my body had some of this like anxious feeling and when I actually started to try to figure out what that anxious feeling was, I was excited. I was excited to be back with you. Um, How's your head? Mentally. Would you describe it as scattered? Would you describe it as pinpointed? Would you describe it as, I'm thinking about all my grocery lists. Um, How would you describe your mind? Put what's in your head to a few words. Not a whole lot, just a few. How's your heart? In other words, how's your soul? Is your soul depleted? Some of us think that we're tired, physically tired, when we're actually spiritually depleted. That we're unconnected to our Creator, to our God. That it hurts that it's torn apart, that it's thin. However you want to describe it, how's your heart? How's your soul? And then, how are your key relationships, specifically those people that are truly close to you? For instance, for me, it would be my wife and my, my immediate family, like my brother and my sister, um, my in-laws, my dad, my niece and my nephew, are there key relationships in your life? Would you say that those are content? I, I would actually say my key relationships today are very content and happy. That there's nothing between us. Maybe for you, there's some unforgiveness that needs to be given. There needs to be grace. There needs to be a hard conversation feel anxious about that all right who's winning i don't know who's who's winning (laughs) so for the next about two or three minutes i would like for you to do that however you want to do that so pause for a pulse would you take a few minutes and i'm not gonna talk just gonna let you do okay let you be and let you do. Answer those questions for yourself. And go. And if you're looking at me like I'm a nut, just go with it.
write it down, type it down. Write it down or type it down. It's okay, no rush. Write it down or type it down. You're just thinking about it, it's not going to help you. Write it down or type it down. going to ask that you share it with us. Don't worry. Give me one more minute. not finished, that's okay. What you have just done is taken a gauge of your whole self, right? God not only wants you to be holy, but he also desires that you be whole and healthy. And I think sometimes as church, we don't talk about that, right? And we don't even allow space for that. And so we're seeking that you be whole, right? And what you have just done, and we're going to do over the ne next three weeks at least, um, is a tool. This is a tool that you have just been given and you learned. It's not complicated. That at any point in your day, you can take a measurement. You can take a gauge of where you are. You can pause and ask yourself these four questions. Then, what we've also done is that now you can pray over your inner world through these four questions, right? Because we often focus on praying for other people, which is good, but we also need to pray about our heart and our mind and our, our body and our relationships. And so I'm going to give that opportunity to you as well in this moment so that you can just tap in to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord who created you. So whatever area 
that you have a sense. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's your mind is just everywhere at the same time right now. Maybe you just ask the Lord, can you come in and give me some respite so I can focus in on the rest of now? Whatever it is, I'd ask that you have that conversation in one of those or all of those areas for the next 30 seconds. Cool? Bow your heads, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and exhale, and just have that conversation. Some people today walk out of here free for the very first time. And someone today walked out of here today, starting their healing journey for the very first time. Someone today leave here today having a relationship with Jesus Christ for the first time. I thought it was uncanny as I was on the trail that we're actually starting this series, How's Your Soul, in our life group. So that third question, How's Your Heart? We're actually starting this this series, this book, in our life groups starting next week, next Sunday. Um, Even if you're not a part of a life group, I would truly and highly encourage you um, to engage in this book. Um, They are available in our lobby, um, or you can get them on your Libby app, or the, the library app, or Hoopla, for free. Trust me, it's a good listen because it's by the author. Um, But I I highly encourage you, if you're asking yourself the question, how is my soul, or even do I have a soul, 
I would encourage you to look into this book and engage with this book. It's very easy read. It's not complicated. It's really down to earth, but it does hit you right in the heart. Um, and so if you're interested in that and you would like a hard copy, they're right out there. You can just fill out a tithing envelope and just drop it in the joy box for seven bucks and you can go online. We're not trying to make money off this. We're actually, part of this is we're, we're glad to take a hit. If, if seven dollars is too much, then drop a dollar in the box. I don't care. I want, I care about you and your soul and that's what we care about here. And if you would like to engage in this conversation, again, Monday nights, uh, five o'clock, um, basement of Winans. Uh, Wednesday nights, or Monday nights um, at Kirkpatrick's at 6 o'clock, and Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, at Debbie Lynch's house. If you want to know that information, we've got that information. We're glad to get that to you ASAP. And so, um, we're starting a series called Once. And as you can see in the word once, you can also see the word one. So we're just going to jump in today really briefly, very briefly, so, and I don't like to read my sermon, but today there's a little bit of the reading that I need to do, okay, so, would you say it with me on three, would you say once with me on three, one, two, three, once, now, say it like you mean it, one, two, three, there it is, once, once, God performed the first sacrifice and drew first blood for the first man who sinned. Once, God covered the earth with water. Once, God appeared to an abandoned pregnant woman near a desert spring. Once, God called someone, that someone being Moses, from a burning bush. Once, God delivered a people through ten plagues, one plague after another plague. Once God rescued a people through parting waters and bringing them back together again. Once God traveled with his people by pillar of cloud and by pillar of fire. Once God told Moses to strike the rock for water. Once, God told Moses to speak to the rock for water. Once, God provided wood to turn water that was bitter into water that was sweet. Once, God defeated an attacking army through both warriors and the upraised arms of their leader. Once, God used a, tonky, a talking donkey to make a man aware of the presence of the Lord. Once the commander of the Lord's army appeared to Joshua. Once God defeated a city by mar having His people march around the walls once a day for six days and seven times on the seventh day with one shout to the Lord. Once, God made the sun stand still for one day, enabling Josh's, Joshua's military victory. In other words, once, God made the earth 
stop rotating for a whole day. Once, God used the prophetess Deborah to lead his people to victory over the Canaanites. Once, God used a fearful and hiding man by the name of Gideon to lead 300 people into battle with only trumpets and clay pots with torches in them. Once, God used Samson and a fresh jawbone to strike down 1,000 enemies. Once, God defeated the giant through a young boy by the name of David with one sling and one stone. Once, God fed his prophet Elijah by ravens bringing him meat and bread. Once, God appeared to Elijah not in the, not in the whirlwind, but in the whisper. But answered Job not in, the whirl, not in the whisper, but in the whirlwind. Once, God took his prophet Elijah in a whirlwind with chariots of fire and horses of fire. Once God healed a man of leprosy by his dipping in the Jordan seven times. Once God brought down a whole army by making the shuffling feet of four men with leprosy sound like a great army of horses and chariots. Once God extended the life of an ill king who was prayerful, extending it to 15 years. Once, God commanded a great fish to swallow a disobedient and running prophet. Once, God commanded that great fish to vomit that running prophet on the shore. Once, God used that disgruntled prophet to preach to a brutal pagan nation. And once, God used a vine and a very voracious worm to teach that running prophet about God's grace. Once, God removed His Spirit from His temple. Once, God elevated a captive woman to the status of queen to save His people from certain governmental genocide. Once, God entered the fire with three men conscientiously objecting the government's decree to follow and bow down to other gods. Once, God shut the mouths of the lions for one night to rescue His prophet from certain death. Once, God used a cupbearer to rebuild the walls of His city. Once, God's Spirit overshadowed a teenage girl who happened to be a virgin and gave birth to the Son of God Most High. Once, Jesus miraculously changed water to wine. Once, Jesus healed a man of leprosy by touching that man. Once, Jesus healed ten men with leprosy not by touching them, but as they were walking in obedience to His Word. Once, Jesus fed 
over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Once, Jesus fed over 4,000 people with seven loaves and a few fish. Once, on the same day, almost just moments after one another, Jesus healed a woman who internally bled for 12 years and raised from the dead a girl who was only 12 years. Once, Jesus healed a blind man by making mud from dust in his own saliva. Once, Jesus healed two blind men by spitting and touching their eyes. Once, Jesus healed a deaf and mute man by spitting and touching the man's tongue. Once, Jesus spoke to the wind and calmed the waters. Once, Jesus walked on the waters. Once, Jesus used water to wash His disciples' feet. Once, God sent His one and only Son. And once, His one and only Son died. The death He died, He died once and for all. Once, God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And once, and only once, will Jesus Christ come back again. Folks, if you're expecting God to do the same thing He did, oh, you're missing the new thing He's doing. Isaiah chapter 43. The prophet wrote these words because the Lord told him to say these words. This is what the Lord says. He made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. He drew out the chariots and horses, the army and the reinforcements, Together, there they lie. They lie there. Never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See? I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert streams in the wasteland. God is the same God who miraculously did all of those things, but desires to do new and profound things. If we're living in the glory of yesterday, if you are living in the glory of yesterday, then you're missing the glory of God now. The same God did all of those things that we just mentioned. And if we can see that Jesus even 
healed individuals. The same issue in completely different ways and new ways. Do we not think that God wants to do new things in our life? We cannot hold on to what God did two years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. He wants to do a new thing in you and through you. So, I don't know if that's you. May not even be in this church. But if you've been holding on to the glory days, let them go. So that you can experience God's glory today. If you want Him to come back in the same way that He did when He did that miraculous thing in your life, think again. If you're looking for your burning bush moment, he already did that for someone else. Here is your burning bush moment. It doesn't look like a burning bush, but he's talking right to you. It's time to answer. So I would like for you to take a moment. And I'd like for you to take a stock. You've been waiting for God to do that same thing. Look inside your soul. Ask that question. It's the same God, but He wants to do a new thing. Why are you waiting for Him to do the old thing? He already did that. Do you mind bowing your heads for just a second? I'd like for you to ask that question. God, am I waiting for you to do that old thing again? Ask Him. Am I holding on to the past? defining my life by what happened then ask him regardless of the answer I'd like for you to ask him to do a new thing a miraculous thing Go ahead. I dare you. Just ask him. And when you ask him, I'd like to add a caveat. I'd like for you to say, do it the way you want it, Jesus, not the way I want it. Go ahead. I dare you.
with a hundred thousand raindrops hitting the roof almost sim simultaneously at the same time. Almost like praise to the Creator. We call on you. We call on you right here at the corner of Court and Benton Street to do a new thing. Not the old thing refurbished. We want you to do a new thing. A good thing. A godly thing. Something that we can't do ourselves. We want you to do it. Use the materials that are presented before you. You're a creative God. You can do it. You don't need our help. You don't need our help with it. So Lord, we are the material. We are the medium. Our life is your canvas. Make it what you will. Do that new thing, that creative work, that miraculous work, that thing that you can only do yourself. Oh, God, and you do beautiful things. You do amazing things. People stand, step back and go, oh, that's awesome. God, will you do that awesome work? May we let go and allow you to do it. May we continue to press into you. And Lord, help us perceive it. Help us see it. Open our eyes to what it is that you're doing. And Lord, may our hands be off of it, but may we be a willing participant, active in allowing you to do the new thing. Then, may we sing a new song. A new song to our Creator, to our God, to Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of all of humanity. God, do a new thing. Help us perceive. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for once and for all. Thank you, Jesus, for coming back only once. And Father, we only live once. This is not a practice run. May we actually fully engage, fully engage with the life that you've given us. I love you, Jesus. I praise you. Amen. Do you mind standing? Yeah, I know. It's like right before, right after noon. You're like, what just happened? Is he done already? Yeah. I'd ask that you engage with this, this series this month. And over the course of the next week, ask him to do a new thing. And give you eyes to see that new thing he's doing and around you and through you. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And will you please, please, please love your neighbor as yourself. Be loved people, loving people to Jesus. We will see you soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful Labor Day weekend. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future He has for you, and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.